Hello and welcome in to Pod That with the Jarjour Brothers. This is episode 709. Today, we talked about Dogecoin, a little bit of English soccer with Harry Kane maybe leaving Tottenham. Actually, we talked about all altcoins, including SafeMoon and what people like to call shitcoins. And of course, we talked the NBA play-in games, LeBron versus Steph. The NBA got its wish. Um, as always, I'm George and we got Sammy. And tune into the podcast here. Sammy, do you got anything to say before we start the pot? Shitcoins are hot right now. Uh, NBA got a gold mine of games. And uh, we're just just a mini pod today chatting it up about these things. And we're, we're going to get on to the NBA playoffs shortly. But uh, I got to make sure, George, everybody go check us out at, at pod that on all social media platforms. And you can find us at thesportsontap.com and at thesportsontap for all platforms. All right. Thank you very much, Sammy, and everyone else. Enjoy the podcast. Just two brothers talking sports. We got Sammy here. What's going on, Sam? What's happening? And I'm George. All right. Let's get right into it. Um, If you heard the intro, you know what's going on with this episode. Sammy, you want to start off with the first icebreaker? We're starting off today in honor of uh, in honor of Dave Portnoy from Barstool. You know he he's been pretty big with um, during the pandemic. He got pretty big into stocks and stuff, and now he's getting into the crypto game. Um, he's obviously had some issues with Elon Musk and the way that he handles what people like to call the shit coins, right? The Dodge, yeah. the Hoge, the Safe Moons, Ass is one of them. Uh, Litecoin, yeah, like a lot of the what yeah. people consider shit coins. And yeah, we got, a new, we, we got a new one today, too, that I, I, I've been seeing shelled all over social media. I just took a screenshot of it before the podcast called Emacs, the Emacs coin. I mean, I'm going to be really, George, and I just gave me one more. I could list probably seven. There's probably like 1,500 <laughs> no, but, of them. So. But that's like the new one that's been going around social media today, Emacs. There's, there's a new one every day. The point was exactly. that they've... they've Dave Portnoy from Barstool decided to become like a guy that represents one of the shit coins, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and he decided to go with Safe Moon. And he wants to, you know, he's like, I'm going to hold for as long as possible. I'm going to be the ship, the Safe Moon guy. Um, and it kind of just opens up this conversation about what people, what we consider these shit coins, which ones can yeah. actually become something, which one can't. I mean, I've, I've seen a lot of people that are Dogecoin supporters, Doge, however you want to say it. I don't know how to say it. I, I've, I've, I've invested in both Dogecoin and uh, SafeMoon. So but I've see, I, I said that on some of his tweet replies, right? For example, people are, are people that are supporting Dogecoin and Bitcoin are arguing with, with, with uh, Dave on Twitter now saying, oh, this one's a sh- piece of shit coin. It's a Ponzi scheme. And I, I'm one of those people that say, like, I'll just support any of them. This, this whole crypto world has become very interesting, George, because... You, we went from the you know the main cryptos to now what people consider shit coins, and there's people that have these alliances with these coins. And to me, I think people need to start enjoying them more and just like be part of them all as much as you can if you have room to invest. And I wouldn't be so honed in on being angry about which coins are are being pushed or not. Yeah, I mean, it's a very interesting and weird situation here with uh, all the coins in the market, Sammy. I'm not exactly sure why people get so upset. I think a lot of people get, you know, that upsetness when they miss out on a coin and they don't make money and they're like, oh, I'm going to shit. You know, like people get so 
worked up about other people making money and they get really mad when someone loses when they don't get in on a coin at an early investment point, which I understand because a lot of people have a lot more technical analysis with their investments and this is supposed to go up and this is supposed to go down in the crypto world. It's like the wild, wild west. We don't really know what goes up or down. It just seems to be very random here and depending what uh, what the flavor of a day is. But this is very, very similar to the dot-com bubble back in the day where you know, we were both younger then. We didn't have money to invest, but you saw hundreds and thousands of websites coming up. You know, this dot com and pets.com is always a famous one because that was one that the stock went really high and it crashed and burned at the end. Amazon.com. Uh, There's so many dot coms. And at the end, one or two are going to be the winners, right? So yeah. whether that's going to be Dogecoin and SafeMoon, is that going to be Bitcoin and Ethereum, or is that going to be Bitcoin, Dogecoin, Ethereum? Like there could be, there's more than one winner, right? You can have more than uh, one I was going to say, it's probably not going to be one or two be the winner. It's probably out of hundreds of thousands, there's a couple thousand, or like there's there's a couple hundred that are winners. That are good winners, yeah. Yeah, because I mean, I just, I wanted to clarify that because... I think that's very important. When you're investing money, it's important to know it's not going to be one or two because already there's probably people that have already made money off of 50 different cryptos. There's a lot of cryptos like in the thousands of dollars where if you invested at the at a at a penny, you know, you're a millionaire, right? So it's not one or two. It's going to be right, right. Maybe but with maybe about like long term. I mean, even long term already. I mean, there's people that have been in it for 12 years, George, and they've made yeah. a lot of money. I, maybe, maybe if we're talking about what are considered the shit coins, like the altcoins. That yeah. one's gonna be. That, that's what I'm talking term. about. Well, no, what, what oh, well, I mean, you said actually, you said Bitcoin and Ethereum. Well, so, well, yeah, I said <laughs> they're gonna be winners. Like when I say winners, like you got to realize what, that there's the people think there's gonna be usage for these coins one day, right? Like you're gonna be able to use Dogecoin to purchase things which you already can in certain instances. The point is not all of them, right? Like Emacs and Dogecoin and SafeMoon and Bonfire and Elon Coin and Shibu Coin. Probably not all of them are gonna end up having viable uses. Correct. But yeah, could but one of them? I, could two of them? That's my point. Viable of the altcoins. Can you make money? Yeah, yeah. But can you make money? Hell yeah, you can make money on all of them. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and this is specifically of the altcoins because the, there's there's things like Bitcoin, Ethereum, and and a lot of other coins that already have their use and it's already going to work. And right. Cardano. Cardano. They're already, like, they're already established, right? right. The, it's the altcoins that we're talking about here where, you know, I know there's people like Mark Cuban who, who have said it and even Elon Musk has said it and Elon's obviously in the game in a different way. I feel like, you know, a lot of people, some people like it, some people don't. He's in it a different way. But even uh, Mark Cuban will, will say that, you know, that sometimes a joke can be legit. And, and he thinks something like Dogecoin has gone from a joke to now a leg legitimate use. And it's like you said, that's not going to happen with every single one of them. That's going to happen with, you know, maybe two or three out of a thousand are going to be, yeah. hey, now I made that investment and it was kind of stupid. It was kind of a joke. But they found a way to make it worthwhile. And some of them are not going to work. But like you said, you might make a shit ton of money. And that's why I'm so like weirded out about the like alliances, right? And like, it's like you said, like people are going to argue, oh my God, Dave Portnoy put, put his hand on SafeMoon. Like they're pissed because they wanted it to be Dogecoin and they never invested in right. SafeMoon. And if SafeMoon goes up now, like you said, they're pissed other people are making it work. But so I'm trying my best and... As everyone says, not a financial advisor. Don't take my financial advice. But my goal is 
I'm going to try to invest in a lot of these altcoins because if you just put a couple hundred bucks, George, the beauty of it is like you said, in the dot-com days or early stocks that you maybe have invested on back in the day, you might lose on 50 of them, but that hundred bucks you put on one of them might actually like change. And this is rare. We don't, like you said, like the dot-com era and this, we don't have these opportunities very often. And some people might laugh, oh, opportunity, shit coins. Oh my God. But it really is an opportunity and it's real money. So as much as people want to laugh at it, it is real money. Yeah. Um, I think the point here is what you said, right? I mean, the reason these are all working and and people are so interested in this is opportunity, right? There's never been a time really in our lives. I mean, dot com a little bit, but still stocks were pretty expensive. We're talking about like, you know, me, I put in what, 600 bucks at SaveMoon and, and I'm a holder of almost 250 million coins. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, like this is yeah. like an opportunity to people. Like it might work, it might not, but it's like the gold rush, right? You, if you hit it big, you might you might have life changing money and you might lose it all and you might make a little bit. So people like that opportunity of, of making some money, having some fun. And I, that's the thing I really want to stress, stress out of all this. That's why Dogecoin is cool, right? Cause you have a community, you have the Reddit page, you have the memes, you're having fun. Like, like don't worry about the technical analysis as much. I'm not saying like, I'm also saying don't put $150,000 of your life saving in it either. I'm just saying if you throw a couple hundred bucks, a thousand bucks and you have some fun and you laugh along the way and you make some money. Cool. You're going to go, when you go to a restaurant, you put 200 bucks. What's throwing 200 yeah. bucks in the dodge? I mean, like for example, Dave Portnoy from Bar Barstool put in 40,000 if but he's a millionaire. So yeah. if he's putting in 40,000 when you're a millionaire, that's telling you that he, he's telling the average person to put in a hundred, 200 bucks, right? Like yeah. he's not, he's not saying exactly. put a, put a million on it. And he did, the one thing that I like about it with with like a Dogecoin is like, you know, mm -hmm. it's exciting when you see news that like Coinbase might bring up Dogecoin or like right. somebody else might add it. And I think that's one thing that Dogecoin's going from the minors to the majors on Coinbase. It almost seems yeah. like sports. <laughs> He's getting but the th call that's where That's what Dave Fortnoy <laughs> is saying about these coins. And I wanted to mention this because this this whole trend, it's a trend every day. But the Safe Moon yeah. trend on Twitter today is coming because of that Barstool announcement. And he tweeted, let me say this about SafeMoon. I have no clue who the founders are. I wasn't paid to promote it. I have no clue whether it's the next big thing. I just wanted to dabble with a shit coin and picked one. That's it. I wanted one not on Coinbase or Blockfolio yet. And I think yeah. that is the best. And he tweeted earlier today, like, the rules of SafeMoon. Hold it, make fun memes, and try to make some money. Like, hmm. it's the same with Dogecoin, all these coins. Like you said, enjoy it. Be part of a movement. Right. Don't put your life savings into it. Exactly. Um, all right. Well, moving off of that, I do and also uh, just last thing I want to say about that. It, if you want to buy some Safe Moon, I we are holders, me and Sammy. So uh, yeah. go ahead and do that. We'd love for you to buy some and and uh, Dogecoin <laughs> and Dogecoin. But it's also a very hard process on uh, Safe Moon. So at George on tap, at Sammy on tap. If you have trouble buying them, just reach out. Yeah. All right. All right. Um, quickly, my icebreaker. Two minutes here. My favorite soccer team, everyone knows, uh, who follows me on Twitter, Tottenham Hotspur. Harry Kane, rumors are swirling that, according to Sky Sports, who, if you want to talk about shitcoin, you want to talk about shit news, Sky Sports never reports correctly. But they've reported, and a lot of media has picked it up, including ESPN and The Score and Bleacher Report, that Harry Kane has requested a transfer out of Tottenham. He's, they would fetch about 150 million euros. And the main four teams that could land him are Manchester United, Manchester City, Chelsea, and Real Madrid. And let me just say, don't sell Harry Kane. This is a public service announcement. That's all this icebreaker is. 
don't sell Harry Kane. Let's keep him one more year. He has three years left on his contract. If it doesn't work out next season and we don't get trophies and we don't qualify for Champions League, sell him. But just one more year. You can't let Harry Kane leave and his last season be in front of no fans. That would just be brutal for all Tottenham Hotspur supporters. Well, um, I don't know much about soccer, um, as George knows. And I would like... First of all, you're gonna you might have to give an apology to the Sky Sports Company if they get this right. First and foremost, number two, um, <laughs> that was that was a big shot at them never getting well, anything well, right. Well, 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 I mean, all, all the internet today is taking a shot at them, and everyone's like, "Oh, so I, Sky Sports reported it." All right, Harry Kane's totally staying at at Tottenham. Well, what I really would want is give me the NBA like version of it. Would it be like letting Russell Westbrook leave Oklahoma City after? You with know no, what? Like, it's Anthony Davis, right? Like a really, he's never won anything. He's really, really good. And you know, whoever he goes to, if he goes to Real Madrid, they're probably favorites to win the Champions League. If he goes to Manchester City, who are in the Champions League final, they'll probably win it again. Chelsea, but he's stuck on the up. Pelicans, basically. He's stuck, stuck on the Pelicans. Tottenham is better than the Pelicans. I mean, I guess it'd be like a New York Knicks type are of they? franchise. <laughs> yes, they are. They've been I mean, to a final. They- They've been to a final. So they never won a trophy what in, year? in the Champions League. Uh, three years ago, they're in the Champions League final. Okay. What about yeah. Premier League? Premier League, they finished. They, uh, they haven't finished lower than top six out of thirty or twenty-five teams in in ten years. They're always in the top okay. six. So no, they're a good team. It's just they never have gotten over the hump. So I don't know who would that be a comparison to in basketball. I mean, recently maybe like the Houston Rockets. I know they didn't make the okay. Finals, that's a great. That's like, a great. Oh team. my god! In the conference finals again. Oh my god! Best team in the regular season. That was the best. Here. James Hart and let's say Harry Kane's James Harden. I love Harry Kane. I don't like James Harden. But yeah, if you took James Harden to the Brooklyn Nets, it'd be like taking Harry Kane to Real Madrid or Manchester City from the Rockets. That's a great there you go. There's the your Rockets. example. There you go. So yeah, it would really, really suck. Um, ex- and you know, if it happens, like best player in Tottenham history, it'd be devastating. It is what it is. That's all I want to say. Let's move on to the NBA play-in games. Well, I guess my James Harden uh, analogy, George, was a great transition. It was. It was a great transition, even though James Harden is not in the NBA play-in games. All right, Sammy, let's start with the big monkey in the room, the elephant in the room, the big monkey. I've never heard anyone refer to anything as the big monkey in the room. But the elephant in the room, right? The Lakers versus Warriors. Because, I mean, we could start with the East, but let's start with the Lakers and Warriors, man. And I I do want to mention is we're doing this kind of as a mini pod because it's obviously only going to last for a day or two. You know, the the playing games are happening and then the playoffs. So we're not going deep into this because like when we when we get to our playoff things, George, the first thing I want to start about is the Clippers purposely avoiding the Lakers in the second round. It was so they were really teams <laughs> tanking to avoid the Lakers. Yeah. Um, yeah and but, they, but, they're, but they're taking but they're ready to take over LA, my ass. Yeah, but they're ready. And I wanted to mention before we but we'll we'll talk about this on our next podcast because our next podcast will be the full we'll know who they're playing and we'll know the full NBA playoff schedule. The and Suns I do want to got, apologize to the Seattle people. The Sonics did not make it, and we no. don't have the Seattle pot. And the Suns got absolutely screwed over. They're playing either the Lakers or the Warriors in the first round. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I feel so bad for the Phoenix Suns, a team that probably my favorite team outside of supporting the Lakers. Um, and they got screwed over. But we'll get to that when we know who they first sure play because I think they actually have a shot if they luckily get the, the Warriors. They don't have a shot if they unfortunately get the Lakers. Um, 
But this playing game is going to be crazy because, you know, on paper, seven game series, George. Yeah, the Lakers are probably winning four to one or four to two, like the NBA Absolutely. Finals against the Heat last last year. Probably a one one or two hot games from Steph Curry. Um, they might maybe win, one. but maybe one, and then even a second hot game, they might still lose, right? Um, but one game, it. I'm. I think the Lakers are going to win for this one reason, though, is it's also being talked about too much about how the, the Warriors can win. And I'm, I've been on Instagram polls and Twitter polls. Everyone's picking the Warriors. Like a lot of people are picking the Warriors because I think everyone knows that's just that one game possibility. So I still think the Lakers are going to win. But man, this is as good as it gets, right? Yeah, yeah. And look, people are picking the Warriors because we want to see the Warriors win, right? We want to see that. Like, even you as a Lakers fan, I'm not saying you're rooting for the Warriors, but you you tell me right now, if Steph dropped 55, you wouldn't and won the game. You'd enjoy it. You'd be like, all right, well, the Lakers are gonna beat Memphis or San Antonio anyway. Like, right? Like I'll make a statement yeah, right now. So yeah. my my favorite team in the playoffs is the Phoenix Suns. But who yeah. I'm rooting for the most is the Lakers because I'm a new Phoenix Suns fan because you just moved to Phoenix. I'm planning on moving to Phoenix. I don't have an NBA team in Seattle. I love Chris Paul. He's probably like my second favorite player in the NBA outside of LeBron. So I'm rooting like my favorite team in the playoffs is Phoenix, but who I root for the more is the most is the Lakers because I care about the LeBron Jordan comparisons. I want yeah. LeBron to get his fifth ring. You know, there's just a lot to that. But with that said, I'm rooting for the Warriors to win this game. And here's why, because mm -hmm. my ideal Western Conference Finals was I was hoping would be the Suns versus Lakers. Yeah. And if the and I'm I'm a hundred percent confident that if the Warriors win this game, the Suns can beat them in a series and the Lakers would beat the Grizzlies or the Spurs. So I'm yeah. kind of rooting for the Warriors in that way because I'd get the best of both worlds as long as LeBron doesn't blow it against the Spurs. I think LeBron as the AT would go ahead and beat the Jazz and then you'd have the two seed Suns beat uh beat the Warriors. So mm -hmm. I'm kind of rooting for the Warriors. The underdog story, it's better for the Suns. I think it'd be funnier if LeBron wins a championship as an 8 seed. I just think there's a lot that plays into it and like you said, it would kind of just be the reason the playing games there for a guy like Steph Curry to have a random blow up game and win right yeah and in general like look here's the thing with this steph curry uh and lebron james are playing each other again right and it kind of like one of those things i was thinking about today and it's i don't even know how to say this lebron james is the best player of his generation right yep like we can't we, i think we all agree on that but steph curry is the only guy since michael jordan that i say and anyone says, where my dad says, when I talk to you or when someone, hey, what's Steph do tonight? People are always really intrigued on what Steph does. Why? Because he does it in a very, very showmanship way, right? People come into the stadium an hour before to watch him shoot. He is the Jordan of our era as far as popularity. I'm not talking about talent, popularity-wise. And the w way that he changed the game wise, and the way you can replicate his game wise, right? Like I, I can't go to the gym. I and mean, everyone knows this, and everyone's talked about. It. I can't go to the gym and be like, I'm doing a LeBron James, and I'm doing a Tomahawk dunk. It's not possible for me. But I can do yeah, but you can pull up from fucking half court and just. Say, I can Screw shoot it. from half court. Every kid, kids can shoot yeah. from half court. So people are enamored by Steph Curry, and when they see this game, 
people are going to watch it. And if the Lakers win, people are going to go, all right, Lakers won. But if you got the headline, Warriors won, you know what the first question anyone asks is, how'd Steph do? What did Steph do? And it's kind of a weird thing. Like Steph has transcended like the way we think he, he makes people want to watch sports center almost in a way. It's a sports yeah, I'm, gonna, I'm actually going to kind of one up you on that because it, it, Jordan's not even a good comparison. Jordan is a lot more like LeBron, LeBron. James. I think. Yeah. Um, I, I don't think there is a comparison to Steph because as much as yes, Jordan probably did have that media outlet outlet mm-hmm. type of thing, but that's because it was a lot harder to get information back then also. Yes, like, absolutely. oh, I have to tune into the news or the newspaper to figure out what's happening. Um, I don't think Jordan Jordan in today's era would, era would be LeBron just dominating and people don't, I would almost like not not wonder as much how good he did because yeah. you kind of like, know that he probably you know dominated. He did good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Steph is in a league of his own with that. So I, I don't even think comparing him to Jordan's a good example I, when it comes to like how the media covers him because I think Steph is the only player we'll ever have that does what he does at that level um, and requires that much attention of like, okay, so what, what did he do this time? Right? Because at the end of the day, Jordan and LeBron have something very in common, which is uh, they probably did what you expected. They had 32 points, nine rebounds, seven assists, and they won the game. Like, um, and I know Jordan, uh, probably had more of that media flash than LeBron, of course, because but he was I the first to do it, right? If LeBron was it. like in that era and he was doing what Le- Jordan did, and his name was LeBron James, thing. it'd be the same thing. He was just yeah. the first. Steph is just on a different level there, and that's why I think, simply said, this is the best case scenario for the NBA. This is, oh yeah, um, <laughs> why the playing games a possibility or can happen. Um, why it's a thing that matters, and. um I, I I truly think outside of I, I don't actually I don't even know this could be the highest rated game. I, I was wondering that unless some unless the Lakers and Brooklyn make the NBA Finals, let's just say they yeah, make like the a Finals game seven and, of those like two a teams. game seven that that'd probably be higher rated because you got the New York market and the uh, LA market, obviously. But if let's just say the or Finals, Knicks Lakers, your Knicks <laughs> Lakers, okay, but that's not going to happen. I mean, if the Finals is who I predict the Finals is going to be. Um, which will I'll tell you on. Uh, you must tune in to Friday's or Saturday's podcast NBA playoffs to tell you who might. It's not the Lakers and Nets. Um, then the I don't Lakers think I think the Sixers. I'm gonna guess it's uh, actually neither one of those teams either. So at the end of the day, I'm going to have to say um, I think this will be the highest rated game in the NBA playoffs. And you know what? It doesn't really mean much because I think both teams are gonna would whoever loses is gonna win that next game and make the playoffs. So it's kind of like yeah. it feels like it's huge. See, I disagree with that though. Actually, I think if it in the Lakers scenario, if they lose, they're gonna win that second game. The Warriors, I don't know. Um, yeah, it's uh, more of a shot. Like the, the Memphis or San Antonio would have a shot. Yeah, I mean, if Steph shoots two for 10 from three, they have a shot. Yeah, uh, yeah, exactly. I don't think Memphis or San Antonio, if LeBron says, like, I'm winning this game, I don't, I really don't know if they have a chance. So, no, like, I, totally, I totally agree. So, so I don't know. I, I'm going to go out on a limb, George. My my one guess for this game um, is the Lakers win, but I think it's going to be entertaining. And I do agree with you. I, I'm going to guess it is going to be the highest rated game in the entire playoffs. Mm-hmm with the finals removed because I don't, if a finals goes to a game seven or depending on the matchup, true, right? There's from now until the finals, it'll be the highest rated game. Even, even a game seven, Western conference finals, whatever it is, I think this will be the highest rated game. I know. And I'm excited for it. It's for the first time in a long time. I'm really excited for a basketball game. That's like 
not an NBA Finals game. So that's going to be great. I think we both have the same predictions. I got the Lakers winning, but I think uh, Steph makes it fun. Um, not too much to say about this one. Spurs and Grizzlies, Sammy. I I'm gonna ha- I'm, I have the Grizzlies winning. I think Ja Morant's gonna go off. He's on his Grizzly, and he's just gonna grow go off, right? Like Ja Morant, I'm on my Grizzly. George's Sorry, favorite J Cole line. All right, so my favorite J Cole line. I I'm just gonna I'm gonna bring this here. You you got the Grizzlies winning as well. But I got it. Uh, no, I have the Spurs. Okay. Winning. All right. So what, so what do you think? He's like Demar Demar Derozan. He's gonna spur. Okay, I'll like, talk about the game when you're done complaining right. about J. Cole. No, so here, here's it. the thing. No, let's go, let's go for it real quick. All right, J. Cole, everyone is like freaking out about his line. I'm I'm like Job Morant. I'm on my grizzly. I don't understand how people think this is like some really sick ass line. Like it's cool the shout out, right? You the shout out, getting a rapper to shout you out on your album is really cool. But I kind of went through this on my Twitter feed and I was like, you can do this with anyone. I'm on my Trey Young, I'm like a hawk. I'm like on my Steph Curry. I'm like a warrior. I'm on my Zion Williamson. I fly like a pelican, right? Like you can do it anywhere. Do you got any more for me, Sammy? Because I can go all day with this. Like, like it's so easy, and I don't understand why everyone's freaking out about this line. Like I'm, I told I'm on my you. I'm on my Russell Westbrook. I'm like a wizard. Okay, John Morant. I'm on my Grizzlies. The full line, and um, like I said. And people aren't freaking out about the line. They think it's cool that it's a shout out. It is That's cool to shout out. I, I so do if you agree, Google, cool. even if you Google John Morant, J. Cole, the first article that came up, I think, on ESPN was J. Cole shouts out LeBron James, John Morant, and uh, Russell Westbrook on the album. It wasn't J. Cole came up with the most genius line, John Morant, I'm on my Grizzly. Um, it was that an NBA he player, a young out. NBA player, got probably one of his first shout outs. From, you know, uh, maybe it, I don't know if it is, but it's one of his first shout outs. Now, I agree with you. There is one thing about J. Cole. So George is a seasoned anti J. Cole guy. I'm a pretty seasoned like pro J. Cole guy. And when I say anti, I doesn't think he's George doesn't think he sucks. He's just not not like, as big as I fan. know. I know he's a better rapper than I am. Yeah. Like George is just not some people. Different tastes are different people. Um, I think that. The issue with J. Cole sometimes, and I have this issue with the Kendrick Lamar, and people will get mad at me that I don't love Kendrick Lamar. I just haven't vibed with his music. But the biggest issue with these guys, on my vibe. <laughs> that was, yeah, that was well, a good That's thing. a good song. It doesn't mean yeah. I, can, I can like songs. Like Humble oh, is too. one of my favorite I, songs I, of I like all Jake. Time. I, some, I like some of J. Cole's songs too. Okay. I'm, but the whole point is that the issue that some people have with these guys, and I know that's part of your issue, is everything that is said, people are like, lyrical genius, poet, mastermind. And you're like, okay, well, it's okay. Like Drake, who I think is amazing, has some bad songs. That's fine. Um, I said something to my friend group uh, this weekend. I only had one person agree with me. Everybody else was like, what? You don't know music. I said, I don't think this is J. Cole's best album. I've I've liked other ones better. And they're like, he's a genius. He's a lyrical genius. He's a poet. I'm like, okay, if that's, that's not... That's not true. Like it's okay if <laughs> no, it's okay if, he, just if like I don't like said that. No, it's not true. It's okay if he has a bad uh, a, a I song I didn't like. I mean, not everything the guy puts out has to be ten out of ten in my book or in every book just because you like him, right? Like it's okay, yeah. and I think that's the tough part for people that aren't the biggest fans of a Kendrick or a J Cole. I think the biggest issue is like they get hyped up so much, even if it's not their best work, because everyone's confirms or tries to confirm that they're a poet. And I think my last my last key on that is 
Like, I just think if somebody is a poet and like a lyrical mastermind or a genius, either way, to be honest with you, you shouldn't think it's the best music ever from weekend one. Because usually songs that are poetic or like lyrical geniuses, yeah, it, it usually takes a takes, long time to understand. It takes time to like catch some of those lines and be like, damn, that was actually a really good flow. Or like, so if you like it right away, I feel like you're lying if you're like, oh, it's a poet poetry. Like, well, if yeah. it's poetry, I listened took- to the whole album. I like, I didn't even like any songs to be honest with you. Like, not, and that's maybe why it's more sophisticated, right? But I like music that I like. Yeah, <laughs> you I know, mean, like when you put on a Drake album, and I'm yeah, maybe like in theory, he has more right? bangers. He might not be as good, but he has more yeah, radio more hits. bangers. But when I'm listening to music, I want a banger. I want to enjoy. It. I want to bop my head. I don't need to literally sit there and. uh you know, I'm not. If I want that, I'll go we'll listen to Shakespeare. Yeah. Well, with that said, though, I think it's an awful take to say none of the songs were good. But that's just—it's all opinion. Based. No, no, I'm, I'm not mean. saying they weren't good. I just didn't like vibe with any of them. I didn't like. Sit there I, I'm like, shocked awesome. that you didn't even like the 21 Savage feature. Yeah. Maybe you didn't listen to it hard enough. Stop. Maybe I didn't listen to it hard enough. But uh, but uh, last thing I do want to say: his album is better than his basketball game. So at least he has that going for him. I mean, yeah, uh, playing in the African basketball league is not easy. So. He's actually I, well. I I feel like he was given a spot in the African Basketball League, and probably it's like the Tim Tebow thing. My thing is here, Sammy. Real quick, I'm gonna make this two seconds. If you have a problem, because I, I would love to actually tell you, yeah, how I feel about qu- the game, <laughs> uh, about the about the Grizzlies and yes. Spurs. Yeah, yeah, we'll get to that in a second. But if if you have a problem with Jay with Tim Tebow playing on the Jaguars, you should have the same problem. With J. Cole getting a spot on, on a professional basketball team. Sure. That's all. You should. At the end of the, George, the people that care about that are the people that got mad about the Tim Tebow thing. I don't really care what their opinion is. So I don't know really either. Much to say that. Because if I'm you're mad saying. about that, then you're just mad. Yes, you should be mad about J. Cole. I think all that stuff's so dumb. Like, if somebody has an opportunity, has an opportunity. Sorry. Like, great. I, yeah, I, I agree. On FS1 today, Marcellus Wiley said it. Like, to be honest, at the end of the day, if he motivates the team, he's like, can Tim Tebow out, make, at least play special teams? Probably. And if he's a good motivator, then let him on the damn team. Exactly. All right, but who do you got pretty winning simple. the game? I'm done now. We got. I got we the Spurs winning, up. George, because I think it's pretty simple. I think Greg Popovich has the playoff experience uh, to point. help the team. Um, and DeMar DeRozan's won a lot of big playoff games. Very I, I genuinely think that they will outplay the Grizzlies and win this one-time matchup just based on experience. I don't know, but that very fair point. Very fair point. The, the Spurs Loki are a better roster than I think we. Uh, so are so are the Grizzlies. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. They both have better rosters than their than we. I, I feel like than I usually realize, but mm-hmm. um, I I just think the experience of the Spurs is actually an important thing for once. All right, and then we both have either the Lakers or Warriors winning. Whoever plays the winner of the Spurs. Yeah. Okay. Cool. I think so. All right. I think I think East- you have a better shot against the Warriors either team. But because mm-hmm. a bad game from Steph happens, but yeah, the Lakers, you'd be pretty fucked. <laughs> this is so true. All right. Uh, to the East, really exciting one. We hit the over Sammy by half a game on the Wizards, by the way. We both had him as a lock before the Can season. Can we end so. with the Wizards one? I hate to do that to you because. Yeah, yeah for sure. Let's that go. one is actually maybe my, that's the second best game. this. this that week. is the second best game. So let's go with the Pacers and Hornets. LaMelo Ball versus Dominicus Sabonis. I don't even know how to say his first name. It's going to match up made in heaven. Yeah, I think that game sucks. Um, Yeah, I'm going to watch it. 
Pacers are three point favorites. Sweet, whatever. Um, and I think it'll be fun because Lamella Ball is fun, but his his wrist still isn't right. I think you know yet they they haven't been as fun to watch the last couple of weeks when he got hurt, and then I think Gordon Hayward had been out, and the team just hasn't been as good, right? Yeah. Um, and Gordon Hayward obviously always hurt, by the way, but. Boston Celtics went downhill when he wasn't around last year. The Hornets kind of went downhill when he wasn't around. Very underrated player when healthy on the court. Um, uh, Pacers, Pacers. I, I'm rooting for the Pacers to lose because I think firing Nate McMillan uh, was the dumbest thing the franchise has done in a long time, and they've never been the same since. Um, I think this game kind of sucks, but I'm going to go with the Hornets for entertainment purposes. Um and that's all I have to say about it. I don't think either one of those teams will be in the playoffs. Yeah. Well, you know, the thing is with with the Hornets, they are actually one of the most fun teams to watch in all of basketball. But that's when Gordon uh, Hayward was healthy and when LaMelo Ball was healthy. So now without those two guys, it kind of takes away. Well, LaMelo is playing, but he's not fully healthy. So it, it takes away from that exciting factor of it. But you still got the Michael Jordan thing. You'll be sitting is a, they're the 10 seed, so he, I don't know if he's flying to Indiana. Uh, but I, I I got the Hornets winning, um, and it, this game doesn't really matter too much. I think the one we want to talk about is coming up here next, and that's the Boston Celtics versus the Washington Wizards. Um, man, talk about a the NBA hit striking gold with two different matchups. This is another matchup that strikes gold. Boston, Washington. Washington started the season 3-15, and 15, I believe. And now they're all the way into a playing game. Sammy, what do you think? Uh, they were the two most uh, underperforming teams of the year outside of the Lakers. Yeah. The Lakers, but the Lakers were more injury-based. But the, I know the Wizards had a lot of that too. And apparently Westbrook played with a torn quad for like yeah. a month of the year or something. Um, but two very underperforming teams, especially the Boston Celtics. I mean, at yeah. the end of the day, You've seen some bad years from a Westbrook team. Not bad years, but like a little underperformed years. And you've seen a lot of underperformed years from Bradley uh, Beal. But I thought they're going to be a really good team. And if they didn't have that awful start, we could be talking about a team that's like a three, four, five seed in the East. I think um, they probably, put, since starting three and 15, I think that's what they are. Yeah. I mean, uh, one of the best endings to the season. And then when it comes yeah. to the Celtics, Jalen Brown's out. This team, uh, I mean, I've, we went from being like Brad Stevens is the next Greg Popovich to like almost like it's disappointing how underperformed his teams have been since they have been, since yeah. Isaiah Thomas has been gone. I mean, oh, he can't make Kyrie work. Okay, well, maybe getting rid of him helps. And now it's like yeah. you can't make a team of Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum and Kemba Walker and <laughs> all these pieces work. Like it's it's definitely a little bit of two very disappointing situations and disappointing teams. Yeah, um, and I think the Wizards win this game. Just if you just want to, like, I, I don't see a point where one of these teams, like Washington, how good they've been playing versus Boston, how good they've played. Like, I don't really foresee a situation. I actually kind of feel like Boston might lose both playing games and be out of the playoffs. Like, I think Maybe the Hornets the could upset how, them. Yeah, how the team is just not all like there. They, look de- they kind of feel def- they feel deflated when you're watching them. They don't have, like, unless Tate, the only, their only hope is Tatum who go- – goes off for 60, right? Like like when he did a couple couple weeks ago. I mean, ago. they Other are deflated that, in the sense that you you have um Jalen Brown, your second best player is out. 
Um, yeah, and, one. and the two, leader of a team like um like him and Kemba, I guess like uh, vocally the leaders of a team. Mark Smart and Mark is smart. Yeah, Mark is smart, but he's kind of like uh, he's he uh. The- He's the vo- he's the vocal leader of the team. I he's think, a vo- maybe he's a vocal leader leader, but he's not like a, the top player. So it's I, I'm talking about as of a top. Player. I don't know. I, I guess I'm not in the uh, you did. They say Udonis Haslam's the leader of the Heat still. Yeah, he and he leader of social media this week with what he did to Dwight Howard. But that's a different story for a different day. He's still the leader of the team. <laughs> um, I think at the end of the day with the Celtics, you have Kemba Walker, who's never been the same since he came to Boston. Mm-hmm. Jalen Brown's out. The rotation's kind of weird. Uh, like you said, the chemistry doesn't seem all there or whatever the happiness in Boston where you expected this team to like be competing for a one seed this year, potentially. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's a very disappointing team. I, I am t- like by far, I'm confident in this and I'm shocked that I'm confident in this because I'm not usually confident in picking Russell Westbrook in games. Too. But in a one game playing with Bradley Beal, with Russell Westbrook probably going 155%, I, I'm taking the Wizards. I'm and taking I'm the Wizards taking as well. In a pretty confident pick, which is which is shocking. Yeah, see, that's why I think it's going to happen, actually. I think the Wizards are going to blow them out, like literally blow out by like 25, 30 points. I think they're going to blow the doors off the Celtics. And I think and the Celtics are going to play the horn, play the Hornets, and they're going to be deflated and lose to the Hornets and end their season. That's, that's my prediction. And then the NBA gets another beautiful moment of the Brooklyn Nets versus the Wizards. And we know it's going to be like a 4-1 series, but the Durant, Westbrook, and the amount of times Westbrook's going to call Durant, like, just like look him and and say something messed up to him, or the the glares that he gives him, it's just going to be kind of a perfect moment for the NBA. It totally is. So, all right, well, that's going to be exciting. Um, And then do you think the Celtics would beat the Hornets or Pacers, or they also lose? Depends on, it all depends on, like you said, kind of how that how it goes down game, game goes if it's a close game and yeah i don't know actually I, I think i don't know celtics should be interesting i think yeah i'm just gonna uh it, it really depends on that game because all right i think the celtics are obviously much better than the pacers and hornets but if you if you lose a bad one to the to the wizards i could see them kind of you know one two three cancun type of moment <laughs> I love it. All right, man. Well, let's enjoy the games. We'll be back later this week. Um, as always, visit our website, thesportsontap.com. Follow my brother's podcast, Stuff That Matters podcast with Sammy Jorjur. Subscribe to that and follow mine, the Just Talk pod with George Jorjur. Uh, and Sammy, this has been brought to you by the Sports on Tap. Uh, yeah, and uh, we're just two brothers talking sports, George. This is Sports on Tap, and this is the Internet's Pub. Peace.